is Metal Recall, episode 7. My name's Niall Hope, and as always, Aaron Cascal is here. How's it going, dude? It's going good. Ready to get down to it? Absolutely. And uh, this is an exciting one, so what are we here to listen to, and why? Uh, we're here for Edge of the Earth, Silosis, uh, an album that you turned me on to uh, a number of years ago, and it's... Uh, I think it's a winner for both of us. It's 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 a masterpiece. Absolutely. Uh, I must admit, the minute that you said that this might be an option, I thought, why didn't I think of that myself? Because this <laughs> is an absolute classic, and I've been looking forward to getting into this yep. very much. So, before we crack on, um, do a little bit of housekeeping. Um, you can find the podcast on Instagram, Metal Recall Podcast, and if you have any uh, questions, comments, feedback, or any random bullshit, you can hit us up on metalrecallpodcast at gmail.com. Right, so we're here for Silosis, Edge of the Earth. Um, we're kind of both relatively familiar with the band, but um, for the listeners, why don't we have a little bit of a, a recap on, on, on sure. what they're all about? Silosis is <clears throat> British heavy metal band from Reading, Berkshire, which looks like it's kind of central uh, UK. England? It's pronounced Berkshire. Oh, forgive actually. me. And it's actually um, just outside of London, so in the, in got the it. south. That's uh, the borough is is Berkshire. The county. Or county. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Bit of a geography lesson here. Nice. Um, signed to Nuclear Blast. Nuclear Blast Records. Um, this uh, this band has released four studio albums. We got a new one coming up in the new year. Yep. Uh, but the one we're reviewing is their second sophomore album and we're reviewing it um obviously because it is not a sophomore slump it's it's a masterpiece mm -hmm. and so um yeah i think um you know when we decided that we were going to do this uh this this album for this podcast we were both um hoping that the band was due to come back at some stage because we obviously know that um the lead singer josh middleton um, was filling in for off Right. Uh, was was playing for Architects. There was obviously a lot of um, speculation that they were coming back, but nothing guaranteed. And just before we were due to sit down and do this podcast, they announced that they're coming back in February of next year with a new album. So that's super exciting and very timely that we get into this. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> All right, do we want to go into formation? Yeah, I mean... Sure. Um, that's, I think they've got they've had a number of different um, band members in the past. There's a, right. a current uh, lineup, um, but we obviously know that uh, from the first album to the second album, there was a, a change in vocalists as well. Correct. You mentioned um, uh, Josh Middleton, the lead guitarist, uh, now becomes the the, new, the vocalist mm -hmm. on this album. And just to give a quick background on their sound and style, <clears throat> uh, being big big fans of the thrash. Uh, thrash music uh the quote from one of the member from middleton foundation of our sound is old school bay area thrash we don't down tune we don't play breakdowns we do like to incorporate lots of different metal styles and textures into our music we may we like to make all of our songs really epic we like progressive stuff brutal stuff and melodic stuff i think that's you know when i read that um that quote, I liked it for two reasons. One, the Bay Area thrash is one of my favorite, obviously, favorite types of, of metal. But also, I, I love the sentiment around we don't down tune, we don't, you know, we're not trying to 
to take what a lot of other bands, I guess, would would assume to be how you get heavier. Yeah. And these guys are playing in standard tuning, and it sounds really, really heavy. Yeah. The so um, that's great. The word the words I would use <clears throat> on my notes, uh, just to describe it, I think they're just as good. This will, this will sound controversial. They're, they're just as good as any Bay Area thrash band. Like, they've mastered the style, the technique, and the musicality. Mm-hmm. They've got the shredding, the galloping drums, the guitar duels. But like Josh was saying, they bring... They, they master the craft, but then they bring additional things to the table that just fuck with your eardrums. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's a really good way to put it, because I think that it's... It's clear that the the Bay Area thrash element is there, but at no point does it sound nostalgic or yeah. like it was recorded in the eighties. It's it it has a contemporary flair to it. Yeah, well said. And um, I think definitely technically, they're on par with a lot of those oh, other bands as well. Hundred percent. Um, so that's great. A little bit of background on Silosis there. Um, as we mentioned, Josh Middleton is also playing in Architects. Um, and I think, you know, that came about in, in quite an unfortunate circumstances. I believe that the guitarist from Architects um, passed away, who's a good friend of Josh Middleton. So he, he stepped in, which is obviously very sad. Um, but the, uh, the great, great thing that's happened recently is obviously the announcement that they're coming back. Um, and I don't know whether you've had time to check out their new track, I Sever. I listened to it. Yeah, it's very good. like a, a banger. Right, so um, before we go any further, as we normally do, let's set the set the scene a little bit about the year this came out, and mm-hmm. um, you might be um, maybe not too surprised to know that once again we're going back to your favorite year for metal so far, <laughs> twenty eleven. Yeah, um, I've run down this before. Um, let's do it again. Let's do it again. It's a great. It's, it's a good year. It's a good year. It's a great year. And actually, you know, what's really funny is even the first time that we did this, there was a load of albums, including this one, uh-huh. that I missed off the list of notable releases. So oh, don't I've picked out a few other things that um, were interesting from this year. So this year saw um, at the gates and Black Sabbath reform. Mm-hmm. Um, as I mentioned previously, uh, Slipknot toured again, the first tour after the death of their bassist, Paul Gray. One anecdote that I, one event that I didn't, haven't mentioned before, but I thought was interesting, um, as it's something that crops up in this style of music from time to time. So on January the 8th, uh, 2011, 22-year-old Jared Lee Lofner was arrested for shooting and killing six bystanders in Tucson, Arizona, injuring 14 others. Um, The Washington Post noted that uh, Lofner's YouTube channel had only one clip. It was a fan-made music video for the Drowning Pool song, Bodies. Wow. So you you can see where I'm going here. Yep, yep. Other members of the media also suggested that his music tastes affected his behavior including political commentator Rush Limbaugh, yep. I believe, yep. who was quoted saying, the guy listened to heavy metal and some of that anarchist stuff. <laughs> We're dealing with an insane individual. Oh, the reputation continues. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> if they only knew. Yeah. Uh, Drown and Pool came out saying that the song was about camaraderie and mosh pits. Right. And it's in no way a violent song. So... Really sad that people continue to think that listening to heavy metal 
classifies you as an insane individual. Right. Um, the correlation does not equal the causation. Exactly. Sorry, sorry, Rush. Yeah. <laughs> you got it twisted. Yeah, do your homework. Yeah. So Slayer guitarist Jeff Hanneman contracted necrotizing fasciitis mm. that we discussed before, really sad. Um, Iron Maiden win, won their first Grammy in uh, the category of be- Best Metal Performance for the song El Dorado from their album The Final Frontier. Wow, it took that long. I know, it's, <clears throat> it's strange, isn't it? Um, and another bit of Iron Maiden uh, news from this year, which I thought was actually pretty funny, so I'll read it out to you. Um, Paul Diano, who I believe was um, is an ex-member of Iron Maiden, was charged with eight counts of benefit fraud to the tune of $72,000. So he claimed to have nerve damage in his back, and the Department for Work and Pensions got a tip from an anonymous tipper wow, who said funny. he was jumping around on stage. So the Department of Work and Pensions gave him four and a half months in jail and took his property. Wow. Brutal. Yeah. Did not know that. What an absolute uh, job's worth as well. Yeah, Snitch. Yeah. He's yeah. going to a gig and going, you know what, I'm going to call... <laughs> I wonder if they'd been monitoring him and they sent somebody to like, just check this out. I just want to see how he does on stage. Yeah, got to keep tabs on that. Um, so in terms of the uh, notable releases, which we've been down a few of them before, some of them we re- we've reviewed, Darker Handcraft, Trap Them, which we did recently. Love it. Reports from the Threshold of Death. It's all right. Genius. <laughs> Yeah, another one we've done recently. Mega- Most listened to, right? Out of all of them? Out of all of them? Out of the podcast, no? Um, on par with uh, In Flames soundtrack. Excellent. I think they've both yeah, got, this, yeah, yeah. got the same number of listens. Um, 13, uh, released by Megadeth. Uh, Anthrax released Worship Music, which was the first album um, with Joey Belladonna, the original lead singer, joining mm-hmm. the band again. Um, Machine Head released Unto the Locust. Uh, Monomath, one of your favorites, released Serta Rising. Mm-hmm. In Flames soundtrack, uh, sorry, Sounds of a Playground Fading. Trivium released in, in Waves. Macedon released The Hunter. Um, Architects. Uh, yeah, what a year. They released The Here and Now. So there's probably, um, stay tuned to the podcast, you probably hear us review a few of these in the future if Aaron has anything to do with it. Yeah. Um, Cavalier Conspiracy released Blunt Force Trauma Um, and finally uh, as I say each time we go down this year this also was the year when you saw Metallica and Lou Reed collaborate for Lulu we can't all be great (laughs) no I don't think we'll be doing that one anytime soon it's fair to say so that's 2011 out of the way Um, and now before we, um, before we go much further, should we get a little bit of background into the album? Obviously, we're here to do uh, Edge of the Earth right. by Silosis. So, anything interesting about the uh, recording process or when it was released, all that sort of stuff? Uh, not, not too many details about, about that, but um, I think the biggest, the biggest bit is the fact that uh, Josh Middleton becomes a vocalist. Yep. And... Uh, not to stereotype, but generally, there's the expression that 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 bands or situations that will have a soft the second second the second round is a sophomore slump, yeah. and this was far from that. So, um, and I guess if I, without jumping too far ahead, but I will mention uh, when it comes to reviews, they do discuss the fact that 
it covers all bases in production, like the drumming, the guitars, the vocals, and just the general uh, production and feel and mastering of this album is is really top notch. And who um, who was the producer for this album? Okay, Scott Atkins, producer, engineering, and mixing. And we'll eventually get to the artwork by Dan Goldsworthy, mm-hmm. who I'm guessing has probably done done other. a few other stuff. Yeah. yeah. Before we get there, um, I just want to touch on the production because I think the production on this album is fantastic. I think the sound is just so good. Yeah. Um, a couple of other things uh, to point out, um, particularly the length of the album, clocking in at over yeah. seventy-two minutes. Yep. Which is quite a, a slog for an album, I think you'd have to say. Yeah, we got the, um, well, it is my, I'm going to cheat again, my favorite song, Apparitions, is seven minutes long. Yeah. <laughs> but it's worth it's worth it, people, it's worth it. No, absolutely, and I think, you know, for me personally, I've never, I've, you know, I mentioned before I love the Bay Area thrash, but in particular... Yeah. Actually, quite. I've always been a fan of progressive thrash. It's never been something that's been a problem to me. The overall length of something. My favorite Metallica album is Injustice for All, yeah. which is not too, too much shorter than this, and only has nine songs on it. So, yeah. you know, um, I'm, I'm not. It, it's one of those things. I think as we jump, as we get to the reviews, we'll find out what people think about that length. Yep. But to me, it's not so much of a big deal. Right. So. Um, you mentioned Dan Goldsworthy with the artwork. Mm-hmm. Um, you're absolutely right. He's done. Uh, he's worked with a couple of other bands. He did the. He has. He did the follow up to this album, Silosis, uh, uh Monolith. Okay. So and he's also worked with Accept, Alestorm, and Cradle of Filth. So yep. he's got a couple of bands mm-hmm. under the. Um, uh, within his uh, repertoire. Alestorm is a pirate metal, by the way. Oh yeah, I, I believe so. I, I think I've listened to them a couple of times. It's a genre. Yeah. <laughs> How? Yeah. It's I, not it's, horrible, it, it, but it's it's you know it's a it's a shtick. It's a yeah. It's 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 niche. Yeah. One niche, might say. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, <clears throat> I've got the artwork yeah. in hand here. What we we always like to have a little bit of a look and see what see what we think about it. Yeah. So. Hopefully everybody who's listened to the podcast is familiar with the cover, but Aaron, I don't know whether you want to just give us an overall, what are we looking at here? Yeah, it looks like a, a gentleman sitting in a, a bit of a, maybe a cave or some sort of enclave uh, uh, in nature, uh, which mm-hmm. which fits with the theme and also the title of the album, uh, Edge of the Earth, uh, just just reflects some key words that are reflected in the lyrics as well. Um, a lot of bits regarding nature, yeah. light, earth, key words like moon, eclipse, the seasons, time, time itself, um, your own mortality. And again, one of the one reoccurring theme throughout metal and what we love about metal is the shadow side of being human. It's not always going to be uh, perfect uh, and gravy. Uh, and it's just, it looks like this guy is sitting in an enclave in a slash cave. He's got the roots of the earth bound to his wrists. Yeah. But he's resting, he's also resting on the roots as a seat. And he he's doesn't some, look too happy. Yeah. I, I'm, you know, I, I'm torn between, is he in some sort of like meditative right. state? He, he's in the, medi- or, he's in the, the folded, the folded legs. Yeah. But, 
I'm glad that you mentioned um, some of the themes because we'll obviously we'll get onto this as well. But when I was listening to the album, looking through the lyrics and trying to interpret what's going on, also looking at the front cover, and there is a big theme. Obviously, the album's called Edge of the Earth, but there is, you know, there's almost like this kind of apocalyptic theme, like permeates throughout the album and a lot of it kind of sounds like about returning to the right. earth in some respect so sure i'm kind of interpreting this as as somebody who's like being overtaken by those roots like i said they're yeah. wrapping around his arms yep. it kind of looks when you look deeper as if he's got something running through his legs yeah like it's sort the of veiny, the veiny. his veins yeah um, and whether he's happy about this or not not sure but well the other the other the other bit that runs through the album, at least on the song Apparitions, is uh, a sense of being defeated. And I guess, again, going back to nature, uh, when we're gonna, if we're going to refer to nature, the mother, the mother nature always wins. And so another, another theme, especially today, regarding uh, man's relation to nature and earth. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's powerful stuff, and I think it's really... You know, this is another one similar to when we did um, Junius, where I feel like the artwork is a very nice representation of some of the stuff that's going on. I agree. In the uh, in the music, I think so conceptually, it's strong. I, think yeah. I love the composition. Like yep. there's nice symmetry within it. Yep. It's, a, it's a really nice piece of work. Um, Silosis has what you would probably describe as a typical metalcore yeah. logo with those two sort of embellished Lots of, lots of ornament. Yeah, that's yeah. the word I'm looking for. There's a lot of ornamentation, the bordering around... Filigree, yeah. tribal, ornamental. I don't know if... I don't know if... What we're talking, I don't know if they need so much of that. I well, mean, even the, even the frame, although frames are nice to really, you know, showcase and encapsulate a piece... Um, I guess it's also a sign of the times, right? Yeah, I, I would, but I would, I would. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up because that was part of my sort of um, my feelings towards this piece as well. Is like the frame, the additional filigree, yeah, totally unnecessary. You've already got they compete with each other. Yeah, you've already got a nice, a piece. nice composition. You know, yeah. we don't need all the additional stuff around it. Um, that said, I, you know, I'm I'm gonna give it a seven out of ten. Dan Goldsworthy, good work. I think it's pretty yeah, good. I agree. Fits with I the agree. Um, you got seven too. Yeah, I'm not being funny. It's 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 a seven. It's yeah. I think we discussed this with Junius that anything that like has a strong conceptual hook. Yeah, is nice. It sort of ties everything together. Yep. Right. And the illustration's doing that already. Yeah. So. It's really good. Remove yep. that border, yep. you might get a little bit more. <laughs> but. Right. So, album art out the way, and I know we want to, as we usually do, touch on a few reviews, and I know that you have one that you, where you're getting your reviews from, which one do you want to talk about? Um, I'll do the Blabbermouth one, because we might as well get it out of the way, because it's really the, the only feedback that we can, I think everyone universally uh, is aligned with, that uh, the album is fantastic. But it does run a little bit long, yeah. And so, yeah. The um, and everyone agrees it's a great sophomore release. Let me just find some quotes here because 
Yeah, the album gets off to a great start with a thrashing seven-minute beast called Procession that takes the best of the new school and, like we said, combines it with classic Bay Area punch, ending up as one of the few songs that stands out from the pack. And then the, moment, the momentum is kept up with Sands of Time and another skill, skillfully constructed one titled Empyrean. I think that's a typo. It's Is it Empyreal? Em, is it? Yeah, I think... Empyreal? Is it, is it Imperial? Is that how you're supposed to say that? We, I, I suppose so. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then before before long, though, the realization hits that to a certain extent, songs begin to blend into one another. Sometimes it's more than more the vibe than the delivery, but the end result is the same. For all the ferocious, shred-level thrashing and the sparkling guitar melodies, there just aren't enough songs with a hook that sinks below the surface level of the flesh. It doesn't help that the album races past a 70-minute mark, which starts to become a problem by the 11th track, Altered mm-hmm. States of Consciousness. Uh, but I'll stop there, and we can... Yeah, no, I, I think um, we, were, we were due to, to arrive at this conclusion from some people that we mentioned it before, before we um, started recording, that the length is the one thing that stands out as you either have a problem with it or you don't, and by the sounds of the blabbermouth review, that's what's holding holding it back from a better right. better grade. And they give it a six out of ten, which I think is that's a low blow. It's a in I my think opinion. it's a, a real low blow if you consider like five out of ten is something that's okay. So they're saying this is right. good. Yeah, and I, to me, I, again, I don't necessarily have too much of a problem with the overall length. Now I think. You know, we'll, we'll get onto it. I think there is areas for, for improvement, some stuff that could be trimmed in order to sure. help the flow. I think that's I think that's fair to say. Um, but I don't agree with there aren't enough songs with a hook. You I know? don't agree with that either. And I, you know, I just think that I, I think six out of ten is 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 too low, personally. Yeah, and in, and in a way, I'll call him out. He's not. Uh... He's not being honest with himself. If he's admitting that there's plenty of thrashing and 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 good aspects, I don't understand why it's just just past a five out of six. It doesn't add up. Yeah, I got I got just along the same sort of thread because obviously the length is is uh, one of the biggest criticisms. This one came from TheMetalArchives.com. Okay, um, and. The title of the review is Mellow Death Thrash from the Metalcore Generation. Okay. 60%. So on par with the Blabbermouth review. Um, and I'm just going to read you out uh, a, couple of, a couple of quotes from the review. The reviewer, um, someone by the name of Full Metal Attorney. Oh. So uh, a lawyer potentially yeah. that you know, likes, likes a bit of the metal. He says, he or she says, excuse me, they clearly come from the iTunes school of thought, trying to cram as many catchy songs into the album as possible so they can sell individual songs or so buyers can get more for Mm. their money. That's not conducive to the album listening experience. This unwieldy beast clocks in at nearly 73 minutes (laughs) and it gets tiresome after a while. Yeah. Uh, the review ends with the verdict Edge of the Earth is a younger band's very positive interpretation of Mellow Death slash Thrash it has a lot of solid material but it really starts to drag near the end if they had cut it off half an hour earlier 
it would have been a great album. I think that's quite interesting, to be honest. I, the iTunes thing cracked me up when I yeah. read that. Not sure whether that's the motivation yeah. to sell songs individually. Um, but, you know, it is interesting that this reviewer is saying if a few songs were cut. Now, half an hour, take 30 minutes off this album, put it down to 40. Uh, I don't know that I would cut that much, but um, I think I'd probably be of a similar opinion that cutting a few out might sure. have just tightened it up a little sure. bit. sure. And, and helped a little bit with the feedback, which suggests that past a certain point, a lot of the songs start to blend into one another, which I don't necessarily agree with, to be honest. Right. And obviously, we're, we're biased as, as fans of this album, but something you, you mentioned before before we were, were going to record, the um, that although that may be an issue, uh, it may not be an issue for, for you. Yeah, but, exactly. And so... And I think the first review that you read out, um, the Blabbermouth one, yeah, they talk, talked about how the album picks up so much momentum from the start. I do think this album comes out of the gate with, with, I would say, probably the first five, six tracks yeah. are all fantastic tracks. Yeah, and if, <clears throat> if, there's, a, if there's a good time to bring it up, uh, the analogy I have for it is not only are the nailing the, the Bay Area thrash for the first nine songs, it's, if you want to call that the, the best vanilla ice cream sundae you've ever had, they're just nailing it out the gates, one through nine. It's not until you get to ten, the song Apparitions, where you get the, the dynamic range of adding other musicality, other, other genres and other yeah. styles that just build on top of that like they're throwing all the extra toppings on 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 <laughs> on, on your that Sunday. on your Sunday. so you're getting the dessert and then they're just kind of shoving it down your throat at yeah. nine and it just at that point it just the the arc of that song which you know it's it's a long it's the longest song on the album that's the the song uh that that's the game changer where you you kind of have that aha moment that these guys aren't fucking around. Yeah. Uh, you've, I mean, you've touched on something really interesting there, that it's too easy. It's, it's, I think it's too, too easy to just say these guys are um, inspired by thrash, you know? Right. Like we said from the outset, there's not really an element of nostalgia. Now, there's times when you listen to this album and you go, oh, damn, that sounds like right. Testament, yeah. for example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Um, you know, I, I think a lot of that comes through, but at no point do I kind of feel like they're just ripping it off or they're playing, paying tribute or homage to it. They're bringing their own ideas to the table. It sounds contemporary. 100%. And uh, I think Apparitions, you know, for me, that's a turning point on the album as well, which um, which we can talk about a little bit later on. But it does, it does definitely bring in a few more dynamics throughout. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think from... Um, there's a few more uh, sort of melodic vocal parts in it. The softer parts as dual guitars. And there's, that's, that's, you know, we've used this analogy before, but that song probably is like the metal buffet yeah. of, of the album. <laughs> yep, well said. Um, I just had uh, another, um, I think we've got a couple more reviews to, to go on. I'm just going to read you out some stuff from um, 
this review Thrash Hits that I, uh, from the website Thrash Hits. Okay. And um, this is kind of the other side of the fence. So we know the length. We've already mentioned it. To some, it it's an off. It puts you off. To others, you kind of go with it. Um, yeah, I'm fine with it. <laughs> exactly same. And um, this uh, this album, this review, sorry, Thrash Hits. They uh, they say that obviously the band's inspired by Testament, as we kind of mentioned. I'm a big fan of Testament. And I can hear that in a lot of the songs. Yeah. But um, this uh, it gets a five out of six on Thrash Hits. So okay. that's a good one. Um, and it, the review says it's a comparatively minor gripe, but there is an issue over length, clocking in at over 70, 72, 73 minutes. Edge of the Earth is really too long. While nothing at all in the way of filler, no songs overrun, and none of them are less excellent than others. Not sure I fully agree with that. Mm. Um, there are a tad too many that absorb comfortably it, uh, to absorb it comfortably in one sitting. Um, this is but a slight uh, slight shame as it perhaps stops you enjoying some of the stellar work towards the end to the fullest. Um, but it does say uh, Edge of the Earth is utterly stunning and merits celebrating Silosis. So they're acknowledging uh, that it picks up at the end. Absolutely. You, so, yeah. Um, but I think also, you know, there is also a, a sentiment that it kind of the length like oh, I think we both think that it, it picks up at the end. And yeah. I, th- I think the last think the last four to five tracks all feel like they could be album closers yeah but you know this this review is saying you know it's there's no filler on the album Mm -hmm. i would tend to agree with that i don't think that there's songs which i think are bad there's no bad songs on the album there's songs that i think are less i could maybe if we had to be ruthless i could sure there there, you're right there's a couple that they could cut but i'm wondering wondering if they uh could benefit from you can't go back in time. I wonder if they would have benefited from divvying up the way they interspersed the songs. Maybe. Trim a little fat and intersperse the songs because, yeah, it's one of those. But at the same time, if you're a fan of metal and you're, you're, you're dedicated and you're willing to invest in, in an artist or an album, uh, it's, it's worth it. So you, 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 get through the, you go through the first nine tracks and you're rewarded with probably like they say the, the best songs are at the end of the album well let's touch on that while we're here actually um because i've i have an opinion about this and i'll be interested to hear what you think and i know that you have a, a, an opinion along a similar um similar vein i definitely agree that it's it's too long it's um it's i was i kind of judge it since we've been doing this podcast Mm-hmm. One of my one of the things that I do is the night before we're going to re- we're going to record. I I do my walk home from work and I listen to the album. Now sure. now walk home from um, Soho to Williamsburg. Mm-hmm. Um, it normally takes me close to an hour. Yeah. So by the time I've got to the end of the Williamsburg Bridge, I'm normally just about finished the album. Now I'm getting home and I've still got like, <laughs> still got four songs to go. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. that's you know, that's that's kind of a sort of silly thing to say, but that's kind of how I'm judging how long the album is. Sure. For me, I think this is my this is my thought. One to six are fantastic. Seven, eight and nine is where I think things take a little bit of a dip. Mm-hmm. I think both in terms of how 
maybe fatigued you are by the intensity at that point. But then there's there's a, the Kingdom of Solitude where the sky ends, which is an instrumental and dystopia. Uh, they're not. I I you know if we were being perfectly ruthless, mm. I think trim those out. Yep. And then because Apparitions is the next track, that's where it takes a turn. However. Yeah. Would apparitions be as much of a game changer to your point if you hadn't had a few songs before it that had kind of yeah, slowed the pace? I still think it would. I mean, that's it, still if you trim seven, eight, nine, uh, apparitions is still kind of in the middle of the album, and yeah. that's 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 a great thing to have in the middle of, a, of an album that's so exhaustingly brutal and full of you know so much shredding. Uh, that's that's the game changer in my opinion. So yeah, I, I'm aligned with that. Yeah. Um, did you have any other reviews that you want to touch on as we're kind of going through this? I know yeah, I, just... I got one. That's uh, this is uh, Metal Storm, and I'm trying to find the name of the reviewer, but uh, okay, Troll and Die, written by Troll and Die. Mm. Troll and Die uh, gets a little more explicit into the details of this album. Uh, he talks about the genre itself, metalcore, um, and I like his description. Vocals that could rival the majesty of a castrated cat. <laughs> and it, <laughs> Something the troll hunter or whatever his name is clearly yeah, has, yeah. has experience with. These Brits, thank, he says, these Brits thankfully have just as high standard a songwriting ability as their instrumental playing. The three genres combine like the Triforce to tell us of more down-to-earth yet serious topics such as being stuck in apathy while engaging in redundant routines. Your typical virtuosic, virtuosic guitar playing can be heard throughout, allowing for more melodic passages while the instrumental count is surprisingly low. It's the shift between melodic and extreme that's impressive, however. Never feeling forced or added in for shits and giggles, solos are not just mindless shredding, and riffs range dramatically throughout the album. Production-wise, it's pretty standard, but nothing too fancy. It gets the job done. Mm-hmm. Uh, fresh, original, and bursting with youthful energy. His rating breakdown. Performance is a, is a nine. Whoops. Performance is a nine. <laughs> Songwriting is a nine. Originality is a seven. And production is an eight. So that's a, that's a pretty high score that I'm 100% aligned with. Yeah, I think that's a really good review. And I think one of the... Um points that I'd really agree with on that is that like he, he mentions virtual uh, virtuoso guitar playing yeah. in that but at no point I think is it um, counterproductive to the overall flow of the song or the composition it's nothing's in there for the sake of showing that you can do it yeah you know it's um, it all benefits the the music it's um, it all comes together, and I don't think it's a case of showing off as you could maybe, you know, find some other bands that throw in as many yeah. um, technical uh, parts of songs, you know, that are maybe superfluous to the to the music itself. And the last bit I'll throw in there that he says it's 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 pretty pretty on 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 point. The amount of grief ri- going going back to the first chunk, the first half of this album being considered too long or redundant. He says the amount of the amount of great riffs leads you to lose count, and the technical wizardry is the best you'll hear. The side to a Jeff Loomis fan club. 
German bass playing is equally exceptional, adding a large layer of aggression from which this LP flows at a smooth rate. So it's it's consistent. Yeah. Despite the length, it's consistent. Yeah. I, so I if you like it, just keep it moving. Nice. Yeah. Um, any more reviews, or shall we get into the meat? Yeah, let's do it. Let's go for it. Right. Um, why don't you kick us off? Just give us... We've been through the reviews. We've been through the album background, everything that's going on. When you listened to this first time, what did you think? Um, why did I sleep on this? Because yeah. <laughs> uh, I think, you know, if I discovered it, what, two or three years ago, that's how late to the game am I? That's... 2011, so yeah. Well, I mean, it doesn't doesn't really matter. But. And I mean, again, I guess uh, I guess part of the reason maybe uh, I don't limit myself to strict to just metal. And so through meeting you as a as a as a Brit, there's an entire separate scene over there. Yeah. And being British, you're gonna have bands that I may have never heard about, and this was an example of that. And so that's why it's great to to bounce bands off of people. Yeah. And so. Yeah, really I th- glad I discovered it. It's 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 a masterpiece. I think that it's it's um, one of those things that we always. I think one of the reasons why we do the podcast is to try and introduce new music to each other. I mean, I saw something really funny recently, which was this meme um, on Instagram, and it was a picture of uh, Jeff Goldblum from Jurassic Park, the scene when they're entering the park for the first time, and the. Um, the the quote from Jeff Goldblum was, "You did it, you crazy son of a bitch," or right. something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then the title of the meme is when you introduce your friend to a metal band and they actually <laughs> like it. <laughs> so that's yeah, what, yeah. that's what I thought when you were yeah. like, "That album is a fucking masterpiece." Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's interesting. I mean, I don't. I, I discovered Silosis when I was still living in the UK, um, and. You're right. There's there's different scenes. Um, I don't know how big they got at the time over here. Whether many people know them. Whether they toured much over here. Interesting to see where they go from now, um, with reforming or getting back together. And I think architects are reasonably well known over here. So whether that has a halo effect for Josh Middleton in Silosis, maybe they go on to bigger and better things. Mm-hmm. They definitely deserve more spotlight than maybe they have done. I would say. Yeah, not not having my finger on the pulse. Is metalcore more popular in the UK? Would you say? Are there more metalcore bands? I mean, of that genre. I, I mean, 2011, Europe? maybe. Yeah. Um, I'm not even sure how how popular that that medium is anymore, to be honest. And um, I don't know whether I necessarily describe these guys as metalcore anyway. Yeah, you like you know, you like, read my mind. It's at some point. People are like the whole point of this is to just review bands that are bringing in other elements. It's not strictly a thrash band. It's not strictly metalcore. It's not. Yeah, I feel like around 2011, any young band was probably being classified as metalcore. Sure, but I don't think these guys. I mean, they certainly don't have any hardcore elements, as far as I can see. No, it's it's more. I call them more of a thrash band. Than Punk thrash them. beats. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So. Um, what do you think, what's your, what would you say is sort of your favorite part of the album? Uh, like what, should, what's the thing yeah. that does it for you the most? Yeah, I think it's, um, we, 
I don't want to say this is an album you have to listen to from start to finish. Obviously, that's quite an investment considering its length. Yep. And so the more, uh, I mean, it did hit me like a tidal wave when you introduced me to this album. It was on heavy rotation for a good month, month and a half, interspersed with other other songs and other genres. But I played this on heavy rotation. I think as as it's aged and I've become more familiar with it, I would, I personally could could throw it on and listen to any of the first uh, nine songs, but I find myself just jumping straight to apparitions because it's again it's that moment where you you perk up and realize that they're doing something completely different from from anyone else from the first nine songs, and it immediately kicks off from there. And I mean I'm not gonna say you might as well jump to apparitions, but that's what I tend to do. And then 11 is just an absolutely perfect follow-up to Apparitions. Yeah. Uh, again, mastering the, the, the genre of, of barrier thrash, but then turning it up a notch to just really showcase how badass these guys really are. Yeah. And then, last but not least, uh, I'm partial to... Uh, so I like Apparitions. Big fan of Altered States as a follow-up. Uh, eclipsed gives a little a little nod guitar squeal Dimebag Daryl style it's faint but it's so cool to hear that because it's a trademark Dimebag squeal after the first verse of, of Eclipsed and then the vocal range is 100% on steroids at the end of Eclipsed uh, at the, the 445 mark this guy he just he slowly but surely the last uh, verse of this of this song, he's just pushing his vocal style from mm. like guttural low to like high screams, and it's just it's just agonizing, grueling, and just it it just fits with the cover of that guy with his head down, just defeated. It's just so yeah. it's just it's it's one of my favorite parts. I think um, I'm glad you brought up the vocals because when we touched on this before, obviously he steps into the into the the lead singer yeah. role, Josh yeah. Middleton, in this album. I can't think of many other occasions where someone who was just the who was the songwriter mm-hmm. taken over from a vocalist who's left has just fit so well in. Yeah, like he has such an amazing um, presence yeah. vocally on this album. Um, I wrote that there's like a savage intensity and, yeah. and range. Yeah. Um, he's got all of the growls, all of the screams. He can do the clean. But I just wanted to bring something up because I um, there is something about the vocals that whilst I really um, respect the technique and think it fits perfectly with the music, I couldn't put my finger on why there was something that wasn't really hitting the mark for me. And then I I think I had this revelation when I was listening to the album um, uh, third or fourth time. I realized that um, there was a lack of, for me, there was a little bit of a lack of hooks and melodies in, in how he sings. Well, I don't mean melodies as in clean melodies. I just mean in the way that he syncopates the verses. Mm. And I started to go through the lyrics um, and... It wouldn't surprise me. I have a theory that 
he writes the lyrics separately from the music because I, I sometimes feel like the way that he's singing is he's packing in as many yes. Yes. words. It's, it's, it's slightly disjointed from the, from the instrumental. Yeah. Yeah. It's like poetry. It, yeah. it's like it doesn't follow a same... There's no rhyming. Not oh. that you have to, but, right. but I think the end result is that there's only a few moments on the album that you could actually maybe sing along with. Right. Not that you're going to be singing along with the majority, right. but you know what I'm saying. It's yep. like those hooks that you think, oh, that's the song where, you know what I mean? Exactly. I, I feel like some of that is missing. Now, I don't think it's, um, I don't think it detracts from the album, but I do think if there was, if it's it synced up a little more, maybe mm. it could be even better. And I, you know, I, it's clearly poetry because we haven't gotten to the lyrical content. It it reads like like poetry. Yeah. Of course, all music is a form of poetry, so to speak. What what have you? But lyrically, uh, it's not. Yeah. The the cadence, there's little disjointed elements. Doesn't yeah. doesn't always. There's not always rhyme or reason uh, behind the lyrics, connecting to the to the instrumentals. No, that's true. But I, um, and it, whilst we're on that. Mm-hmm. Like, why don't we touch a little bit on the lyrics? Because I, um, I read through them and they read to me, I picked up on a few themes, but they read to me like that kind of classic metal ambiguity. Like yeah. it, it sounds, it sounds very cool. It sounds very metal. Yeah. It doesn't often like it, and it uses like, it, it uses a lot of clever big words. Yeah. You know? It sounds really cool. Now, I think the end result is, like we said, it doesn't sync up as well with the music. But here's some lyrics from um, Altered States of Consciousness. Death is here, and he's been clawing at my thoughts again, forever drowning in perdition, submerged in azure waters. So nothing rhymes. You know, it just... Yeah. It, it sounds it sounds really epic, which is, you know, one of the biggest things about this album. It's fucking epic. Yeah. Um, but... I wouldn't be surprised if these were written down separately. I, I I agree. I agree, and and I'll go I'll go I'll go as far as to say, if it doesn't exist, someone should create a metal thesaurus. <laughs> All the keywords that that would sound good on an album, uh, he's it, throwing them in. He's throwing them in there, yeah. and you nailed it. It's it's just it's completely am, ambiguous. Uh, even my favorite track, Apparitions, uh, we know what an apparition is. You know related to ghosts but uh he's not really talking about actual apparitions in the song no. so to speak he's talking about nature and father time and so it's just a lot of abstraction which is fine but uh definitely i don't think these are meant to be taken literal and that's fine but as far as what the hell they mean i don't have a clue <laughs> yeah but i mean yeah we kind of talked about this before yeah. like i can't interpret every single what everything means but i did pick up on a load of repeating themes throughout the album we already talked about nature like returning to the earth this kind of almost morbid um sense of the end right um but also i don't you, you probably got this as well there's a lot of talk of sort of feels like falling empires mm. there's there's talks of crowns thrones majesty mm-hmm. um and then there's also I, I kind of thought there was like a bit of a theme of almost like the um the downfall of religion mm. 
there's a lot of light references. You mentioned that before. I think that can be taken literally as light, the earth, yeah. you know, all that sort of stuff. But I also think, you know, it's something that is very common in um, religious writing, seeing yeah. the light. Um, there's talk of serpents a lot, you know, yeah. obviously biblical connotations with that. Crumbling altars, holy shrines, even... Eclipses. God. Yeah, yeah, it's... So I, I, I think overall... Um, have no, you know, no uh, reason for this to really be true. But I, I kind of my interpretation is that there's a there's this sort of apocalyptic feel concept running throughout the album. Like everything's kind of fallen apart. You yeah. personally, society, religion, mm. all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I could see, I could see that. Um, I uh, so I listened to just while we're going off on some thoughts. Yeah. Um, I listened to this. Uh, I was doing my. I was traveling recently. I was doing my notes yeah. on, on a plane. Okay. Um, and I. I mean, I think this this album is. It's thrashy. It's brutal, intricate at yes. times. Yep. Epic. And I'm. I'm sitting there. I've got all my notes out on the table. I've got my headphones on. I was sitting in between two people. <laughs> I had a coffee, and I'm just like writing notes. And I was like, I couldn't stop. From actually like, kind of rocking out in my seat, and then yeah, nice. <laughs> the people next to me which just thought I was like fucking nuts. <laughs> and I was like spilling coffee all over the shop. That's great. But I, I think you know, for me, yeah, I sat next to a metalhead on the plane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How was your flight? <laughs> sat next to a metalhead. And the weird thing was, he was taking loads of notes and drinking coffee at the same time. Oh, that's rich. Um, but <laughs> I, I just think the album is. Um, fucking brilliant yeah like, I think it's such a good listen I, I, I said to you before that I don't really have a problem with the length I do think you know we talked about before seven eight and nine cut mm-hmm. those out sure and then I think you'd have a absolutely fantastic album yeah yeah you said apparitions is your favorite is that the one song that you would you would say if somebody was like Aaron what track do I need to listen to off this album? Is that the one? No, actually, it's it's my personal favorite. But if you had to pick one song off the album, it would be Altered States for sure. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's the one that I have down as well. If somebody was like, what track do I need from this album? Altered States of Consciousness. Because since I first discovered this album, it's been my most listened to track yeah. from, from from this entire album. Um, the riffing, the picking, the, oh, p- the pace. That is it's like... Just, it's the, probably the most brutal song on the album. It's very brutal, but it's also probably the song that does the best kind of Bay Area thrash yep. meets contemporary kind of... Meets Silosis. Meets Silosis, yeah. yeah. And as we both mentioned before, the outro riffing on that song, mm-hmm. it's... Uh, we we described it in quite crude terms before, mm-hmm. but um, it's definitely indulgent. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but why not? But why not? You're allowed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I also have to say, um, you know, strong mentions for Beyond the Resurrected, which comes follows that. Mm-hmm. That to me, I know I said like it's not it's all nostalgic and paying homage, but I hear a lot of testament in that. I think it's probably my Listen to this album again. It's my new my new favorite this time around. But okay. um, Imperial, 
the yeah. third track yep. is an absolute masterpiece as well. The guitar playing on it is just incredible, in my opinion. Yep, I concur. You have anything else you wanted to touch on before we get to ratings? Uh, no, I would just emphasize uh, another word uh, to describe, a good word to describe this album is it's very textural. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, again, I use the analogy of fucking with your eardrums. It's 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 the, the textural elements of this album are are scraping your earlobes, and just you're getting all the the highs, the lows, and the midtones, and it's just it's just a, a feast for the ears. Feast for the ears. Yeah. Ear it. candy. Ear candy, indeed. Right. So, final thoughts for this and your rating. Final thoughts are. It's a long one, but I'm not bothered because it's so good. Uh, it's 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 rich and full of texture, and wait, just be patient and enjoy enjoy the ride till track nine, apparitions, and the the breakdown at the end of apparitions is the is a hard left turn uh, into new territory with with this epic breakdown, vocals. And uh, it's just it's just a moving piece on altered states. I give this album a nine out of ten. It's big, and it's also my rating as well. I think <laughs> nice. this is this is the highest we've ever gone. But I think we both you know, you know. We, we knew that we both were going to yeah. rate this very highly. Yeah, I think it's an absolute masterpiece. Um, the length is definitely a factor. Again, I'm the same as you. It doesn't really bother me. But it's probably the only reason, you know, I just wonder, a couple of different, a couple of tweaks, a yeah. couple of songs out. Some then, so, little self-correcting towards the end. Yeah, I just think, but, I mean, what, one thing we didn't touch on is actually the iTunes release. Maybe this goes back to I'm our... seeing that, yeah. Our first <laughs> review had had another bonus song they on it. give as you more. You, as g- if you needed 15 fucking <laughs> songs. Um, but, I mean, these guys are obviously super talented, so yeah. if you've got it, why not? Yeah. Um, but, I mean, that's the only reason why I wouldn't give this a 10 is the fact that I think you've got to take into consideration the whole experience. Yeah. Like, there's no doubt by the time this is finished, you're fucking shattered. Like, yeah. you're, you're tired. Yeah, but well said. Nine out of 10 all around. That's yeah. good. That's big. Yeah. Right, before we close out, um, as we do usually, this is an interesting one. Um, like to see... Silosis only had four albums um, at the time of recording. Obviously, the fifth one's coming out soon. But we always like to see um, what impact the, the album had and the songs on it on the, um, on, on the set lists. And the last set list that I could uh, find from the band was from March 12th, 2016. So they've had quite a hiatus, really. Yeah. Um, they only played nine songs. They were playing at the Waterfront in Norwich. Mm-hmm. in England um, and they played Sands of Time which I believe is the second track on the album yep. and they closed with Imperial um, which is also a good track to finish so that was their final gig um, in terms of songs that they played okay in, this in, is what I wanted to see in total Altered States of Consciousness is their second most played track ever with, okay. with 99 um, and Imperial is uh, fifth. You've also got Sands of Time in the top 10 mm-hmm. um, with, with 51 there. And finally, not as impressive because the band's only had four albums, mm. um, but Edge of the Earth uh, 
is the second most played so- uh, album in terms of how many songs they've played from each album over the course of their uh, tour in history. Conclusion of an Age is still number one, which is their first album, so there's probably no surprise there. Yeah. Um, right. So, unless you have anything else, might I say we wrap it up here? No, pick it up, listen to it, uh, go the distance. It's a, it's a good one. Absolutely. Um, and if you like what you're hearing, um, please like and subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a rating on iTunes. Um, and uh, again, you can find uh, follow the podcast on Instagram at Metal Recall Podcast and the uh, email address metalrecallpodcast at gmail.com should you want to get in contact. Thanks very much, mate. All right, cheers. Next time.